This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey friends, you're listening to episode 77 of Eco Chic, a podcast all about practical science and sustainability. My name is Laura Diaz. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me on this fine Tuesday. Today we're talking about plastic, like really taking it way back, Plastic 101, breaking down why you should care about the plastic-free movement, and like what the big deal with plastic even is. If you're a new listener or have been listening for a little while and just want a bit of a refresher, I hope that this is a really good preface for all of the other environmental conversations you go on to have with me here on this podcast, but also in your life. If anyone is questioning a particular motive, asking you why you partake in a particular action in your sustainable lifestyle, I hope this just arms you with a little bit more knowledge to talk to people about plastic and why it is that we should really care more about our plastic usage. Before we dive headfirst into this plastic conversation, I do want to mention something that I mentioned on Insta Stories, but I know that a lot of y'all are not on Instagram if you're listening to this podcast. I am starting a new project, really exciting, for EcoChic. If you enjoy this content, if you like the podcast, if you like what I have to say every week, I would really appreciate your feedback on a short survey. It probably wouldn't take more than about 10 minutes. If you want to just send me an email, laura at lauraediaz.com, and just write the word survey in the headline of that email, I will go ahead and add you to the mailing list for that. I would really, really appreciate some feedback from y'all that listen to this podcast every week because you really are like the very best audience that I could ever ask for. And I really do think of y'all all as friends. And that being said, if you think this is valuable information that other people would benefit from, I would really appreciate if you could rate and review EcoChic on Apple Podcasts. That's actually how people get suggested the podcast and how word just gets out and how we can continue giving this information and environmental education to people. So this is not really about me. This is not about Laura as a podcaster, but it's more about like EcoChic. If you think that people should get this information, if people should be educated, please rate and review this podcast. All right, let's talk about plastic. I want to first acknowledge that plastic does some good. There are medical advancements that wouldn't have been possible without plastic. Medical advancements that would have taken years longer than they actually took. There are also plenty of less developed countries that would not have reliable sources of clean drinking water without plastic water bottles. And so that clean drinking water, those plastic water bottles, absolutely contributes to better quality of life, overall health, life expectancy, everything. Plastic also definitely allows for affordability. There are so many things like toys and other like homewares that can be made inexpensively and these items are now more affordable to so many more people. Plastic is not inherently evil. The problem with plastic is what we are doing with it, like how we're dealing with our plastic and how much plastic we have. So I first want to go way back, back to the basics. What is plastic? 
So plastic is a synthetic material. I'm just reading a definition here. Synthetic material made from a wide range of organic polymers. A polymer is just like a chemical structure. And this synthetic material can be molded into shape while it's soft, so while it's being heated, and then set into a more rigid form, a more permanent form for this particular plastic. So I did say that plastic is derived from organic polymers. So there are natural sources that plastic is actually derived from. A lot of these natural organic materials are things like cellulose, coal, natural gas, certain salts, and also crude oil. So what is crude oil? Crude oil is actually unrefined petroleum. Petroleum is a fossil fuel. So to get petroleum, you actually have to drill down into the surface of the earth, into certain rocks, and then it's refined. Refined petroleum is gasoline, it's kerosene, it's diesel, it's different kinds of oils. So plastic is a product of fossil fuels. There you have it in a nice little ribbon. If anyone has ever asked you where does plastic even come from, plastic is a product of fossil fuels. So a reasonable follow-up question would be how long does it take for plastic to break down? There's a lot of different information online and data actually ranges pretty significantly. Some say it takes as little as 450 years for plastic to break down, and some data says 1,000 years for plastic to break down. So when I say 450 years, that's a long time. 1,000 years, that's a long time. But the truth is that plastic doesn't ever truly go away. Plastic just breaks down into smaller pieces and then keeps on breaking down and breaking down. And that's when we get microplastics. So microplastics are teeny tiny bits of plastic, extremely small pieces of plastic debris that we can find in just about every crevice of the environment. Maybe you've heard that there is microplastics in our tap water. I've seen that in a few headlines lately. That's probably true. Let's talk for a minute about plastic in our bodies. Now, we mentioned just now microplastics in our tap water, and we also just talked about how plastic is just about everywhere on Earth at this point. Let's also remember the food webs that we learned about in science class. If there is one organism at the bottom of a food chain that's ingesting plastic, that plastic is going to be passed along the food chain as different organisms are eaten, and eventually it's going to end up in your body. That's called bioaccumulation. So a good parallel to this would be if you buy meat, this is the same reason that you're choosing chicken or beef that hasn't been treated with hormones because you don't want to also be ingesting those hormones. So you're probably like, okay, Laura, it's basically not an option to throw plastic away. It all ends up in the environment no matter what. What about recycling? Recycling isn't really effective. I hate to break it. Most plastics can only be recycled once before they're totally unusable and also in 2019, it's not even economically efficient to recycle plastic. Again, hate to break it, but most of the plastics we're putting into the recycling bin actually just go straight into a landfill because recycling plastic is a really expensive process for only getting one more use out of it. This is different from recycling aluminum, for example, because aluminum can be recycled indefinitely. There's no cap on the amount of times that a single can can be recycled into a new can. Glass is also indefinitely recyclable, so glass and aluminum are awesome, awesome materials to continue packaging things in. Plastic, again, only gets one single use out of it, and some plastics can't actually be recycled into another form of a useful plastic. 
So you know those plastic water bottles that are made from like a thinner material? They're kind of curvy, like they have a little waist. And sometimes there's a leaf on the bottle and it says something kind of stupid, like eco bottle. I say that because it doesn't make sense if you're calling a plastic water bottle any sort of eco bottle. But anyway, they say that because they're using X percentage less plastic, they're a more environmentally friendly bottle. But because that plastic is so thin, now that bottle can't even be recycled. So it's actually more efficient to have a thicker plastic water bottle that can at least be recycled into one more bottle. But again, we know recycling is not even happening, so plastic water bottles are just a bad situation. So if you're buying something in packaging, again, you do want to go for glass or aluminum. However, I also want to remind everyone that reduce, reuse, recycle is a hierarchy. So that means that the very first option you should seek is to reduce the amount of packaging coming into your life. And then after that, you should try to reuse whatever packaging you can. So this is really awesome with glass products. So for example, putting a glass peanut butter jar through the dishwasher once you're done with all that peanut butter, you now have a clean jar to go ahead and like store dry goods in. You can take leftovers in it, whatever. The very, very last option you have is to recycle. I also want to briefly touch on styrofoam today. That's a secret plastic. Styrofoam is actually a brand name. Generically, it's called polystyrene foam. And styrofoam can definitely be beneficial. Sometimes it's used as building insulation. So it's in walls and roofs and foundations. It's a thermal insulator. It's a water barrier. Thermal insulator just basically means it doesn't let heat or cold come in or out of whatever product it is. So that's kind of like a styrofoam coffee cup. The reason that you don't need a sleeve on that coffee cup is because the cup itself doesn't get hot. It's thermally insulated. That being said, there's a lot of single-use versions of styrofoam in our lives. So that's like the styrofoam cups I just mentioned, styrofoam plates maybe. These need to be banned ASAP right away. Styrofoam is definitely terrible for the environment. If you've ever looked at a styrofoam cup or plate closely, it looks like a collection of little tiny balls that have been compressed together. And that's pretty much what it is. Styrofoam is a collection of microplastics. So once you break it down and it starts kind of crumbling in your hands, those are all microplastics that are set to be in the environment forever and ever. And I also want to talk about some health impacts of styrofoam. There are a lot of dioxins in styrofoam that can cause immune problems, hormonal problems. They can affect fetal development. There's a lot of well-known occupational hazards for any construction workers or anyone else who may be exposed to styrofoam regularly. And then also when styrofoam is burned for energy or just for disposal, there are so many occupational hazards associated with that. There's a lot of air pollution that comes from it. There's a lot of health problems from the inhalation of burned styrofoam by people and also by animals. Usually on the podcast, anytime that I make some sort of health claim, I'm always like, hey, I'm not a doctor. I didn't go to med school, but like, this is just what I know. Do your own research. Styrofoam is like very well known, very well established to have a lot of environmental and health impacts. And now here, maybe you're like, oh, Laura, I'll just recycle my styrofoam. Styrofoam cannot be recycled. Tell everyone you know, if you have a styrofoam beach cooler that's broken down at the end of the summer, it's going to a landfill. I live right now in Georgia, and everyone here is like a hardcore ride-or-die Chick-fil-A fan. And look, I'm going to tell you right now, Chick-fil-A has some wonderful qualities. Those waffle fries, incredible. But the styrofoam cups need to be phased out as soon as possible. And we need to stop putting styrofoam Chick-fil-A cups in the recycling bin. That's called wish cycling, recycling something in the hopes that it can be recycled or just to make yourself feel a little bit better. And wish cycling actually can contaminate the entire bag of potentially recyclable items. Styrofoam is not cute. Wish cycling is not cute. 
I rest my case. I know in this day and age, it is so hard to truly avoid all plastic every single day. But I really, really strongly encourage you to become more aware of the plastic that's coming into your life. Plastic is really so embedded in our society, in our culture, that we don't always realize that we are even accepting as much plastic as we are. A really easy place to start becoming more aware of your plastic is actually just by refusing a plastic straw. The plastic straw movement is going strong and there are plenty of cities that are starting to wake up. But it's not really about the straw. It's more about the consciousness around the straw. It's consciousness around plastics. It helps you realize what plastics you're acquiring into your life without even realizing it. Another really helpful place to start refusing plastic is when you're ordering takeout. A lot of the time you're given plastic utensils that you probably don't even need because you're just going home anyway where you have your own reusable utensils, your own silverware. Fun fact I just wanted to throw in for us, plastic was invented in 1907 and wasn't even popularized until about the mid-1960s. So we were doing just fine without plastics. A lot has obviously changed since the 1960s, but a lot can also be done the same way that we were doing it before. We have other options. Technology is available to look into other packaging materials, to look into alternatives to plastic. I hope that this episode was really helpful and informative and just gives you a better understanding as to why you are already refusing plastics and how you can just talk to people about plastics. And if anyone is questioning you, you have the information now to just defend yourself a little bit and encourage other people to talk more about the plastic-free movement and to get more involved. Send this podcast episode to someone who maybe needs a little bit more information on the plastic-free movement or you know would really benefit from this episode. I love it when you share episodes on your Instagram stories and tag me. It makes me so happy to know that these episodes are of value to you and I love connecting with y'all. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Podcast, and also my personal page is at Laura E. Diaz, always linked in the show notes. I really look forward to talking to you guys next week. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.